right. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Angry Wargamer podcast. Today we have uh, something different for you. Uh, we got a guest here with over 7 million views on YouTube, 29.8K subscriptions, and doing YouTube since 2015. He is the historian of fine luxury cardboard rectangles, the magic historian himself, Perp. What's going on, man? <laughs> Hello. Greetings and salutations, citizen. Citizen. And uh, Drew's also here with us today. So what's up? Yeah, we got a we got a whole bunch of stuff, man. You've been doing YouTube since 2015. When did you um when did you make the f- switch to full-time YouTube? Uh it's like basically originally the channel was supposed to be like a cheese review channel. Like, you know how there are movie review channels and they'll have like really good or like sweet reels because you know that ties into the whole movie theme well i was going to do that with like cheese wheels instead you know just kind of do videos (laughs) where i was rolling them down hills testing out how durable they were fantastic so when did you change the name then (laughs) (laughs) no what what actually really happened was um the the channel was essentially just a way for me to talk to the people who came to the local game store where i was judging it was just a way to make sure that people knew, hey, standard ro- standards about to rotate, and if you show up with the deck with the cards from these sets, you're not going to be able to play in the tournament tonight. And watching people all disappointed about not being able to play in events and stuff like that, so I figured make those videos as kind of uh, like an outreach thing for that purpose. That was it. It was literally just for like the 20 dudes who come to uh, my LGS, and then I ended up doing a video specifically talking about. It was like Nicol Bolas Arch Enemy or whatever. And a bunch of, it was just for the dudes at the store. Find it, It's like, guys, do you want to buy this or not? You know, we were just making a video for that purpose. And then a bunch of other people just kind of showed up. And at first I debated whether just kind of like, I could just set up another channel just for the people at the store and ignore that and just shut that down. Because I had actually had a different channel where people started to show up. And like, these were personal channels to begin with. So it was I'd never conceived of like having a genuine audience. You know what I mean? It's just me talking to people I know. And so then as a result, like of all these people showing up, I took a look at it and went, you know what? These people actually seem pretty cool. This time I'm actually gonna stick around and not delete everything on the channel like I did the other. <laughs> so it's a it's a convoluted, weird story, but either way, it's just it's all like Luxac fluke into it, never intended for it to be the thing that I do. You got into when, how, how long ago were you doing judging or how long have you been doing judging? I should say, um, when was the first time I judged? I guess I did the first judge test that I took in, I think it was 1996, maybe, uh, it was around the time when they had introduced the arena program, not the software, obviously, but, uh, this program where they had different seasons, spring, summer, autumn, things like that. And each one would have its own particular quirk to it so that's actually where vanguard cards originate those oversized cards that change the starting hand size and all those factors those were from the arena days that's when i first became a judge you actually were given a t-shirt at that point and then uh from that point on like i wasn't a consistent judge most of the time i wasn't a judge for like a number of years so i started with arena did the judging specifically for that and then just focused on playing and not doing any judging. And so I only really like routinely judged for about the last 
10 years, I would say. It's crazy when I think about how much time I've been dealing with this game. <laughs> yeah, it well, brings in another point. Like, how, So you, were you one of the alpha beta starter type people? No, actually, um, because of where I'm located in Canada, like I'm not even in a big metropolitan area in Canada, but alpha and beta were pretty much restricted entirely to the U.S. in terms of their release. So it was just like, I think like up in uh, like just one particular part of the state specifically. I don't know 100%, but either way, Alpha and Beta weren't really available to be purchased around where I was and when I was, but a bunch of the cards were around. You could trade and acquire Alpha and Beta cards. But I mean, some of them, depending on what they were, were extremely difficult to acquire. But I've had like Beta Mock Sapphire, Beta Force Field, like all that stuff that I traded for back in the day i don't have it now i'm not like brag flexing it's gone it's it's long gone but yeah i was basically when i started revised was the current like base core set that existed and legends had just released so the third expansion of magic the gathering had come out i was not around when antiquities and arabian nights were released nice yeah i didn't jump until ice age slash mirage so, that's still still pretty early in the game oh yeah yeah and then I, of course i've hit my cycles of you know collect 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 get pissed off at the game get rid of everything then get back in because i find something interesting then collect 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 then dump everything again so that's where i sit like i'm currently getting back into it because now i'm just like oh, this art is fucking amazing <laughs> so uh and then i got drew over here talking me into it too but of course, I don't do anything small. So like when I get back into stuff, I just buy like five, six boxes at a time and then go, OK, we're going to get back into this. And then they sit on my shelf somewhere. Yeah, I know how that goes. I, I hoard <laughs> things as well. Yeah. So, um, well, that's that's pretty freaking cool. So when you made the jump to full time streaming, you had you started going to like doing those like where you'd walk around and do your streaming. I think you know where this is going. And you got kicked in the head in a park. Yep. <laughs> it turns out they found the guy like right away. Like he didn't even like it wasn't like it was like the same day within like an hour or two, wasn't it? Yeah, he was uh, he was caught within the like an hour within uh, of the time frame of that happening for sure. Wow. I, like that blew my mind. Like I watched that video like a ton of times. And I was just like, honestly, I think that's what got me to start following you. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, no, I followed, I followed you after I followed, cause I had followed Jeremy from his like quartering unsleeved media and all that stuff. And I didn't even know about his stuff until everybody, you know, started coming in on him about his, uh, why he got banned from magic completely. So. Yeah. Jeremy, uh, Jeremy definitely helped me out a fair bit with my journey on YouTube, especially when I started out, he was really nice to me. I like Jeremy. He's uh he's a good dude. He got, he definitely got, uh, fucked over. There's no doubt about that. And yeah, when, uh, when that all went down in the park, he like immediately put out a video about it. And it was like the biggest subscriber bump I ever got on my channel. And I'm going to be real with you. I hate that that happened. And not just from the obvious perspective of, right. yeah, I hate being fucking attacked. It's, uh, it's from the perspective of like, and this is just a purely personal ego thing. And I know other people wouldn't give a shit. In fact, other people said to me, why did you not ride this? Like a bunch of people go, yo, this happened to you? Why can't I find any footage about this on your channel? Why don't you have multiple videos about the scenario 
where you literally got booted in the head in the park. Like it's this big sensational event. People like people were talking about it all over the place. People stopping me in the streets and stuff. But for me, all I wanted to do after it happened was go to everybody who watched me. Yo, I'm okay. And we're moving on. And I just basically put up the videos talking about it for a weekend. So nobody would be like super worried about me and they'd know I was okay. And then I actually just deleted all that stuff afterwards. Because for me, I want to genuinely entertain people. I'm not looking for pity, like sympathy. I'm not looking for that. I'm not here to say, watch my videos because something sad happened to me out in the real world because someone else is an idiot. I, you know, so for me, it was yeah. like the, on, on my metrics, it shows the biggest thing that I could ever do for my channel. <laughs> the most impressive thing I could do is get kicked by a fucking degenerate. So, you like, know, honestly, you know the people up. are trying to support me and whatever. Like, it's not like it's a negative thing, but my ego just goes, fuck you. I want to earn it. And that's not earning it. All right. Anyway, yeah. honestly, to me, it came out. It came out as uh, I thought originally when I saw the video, I was like, this has to be a prank video. No way. Some random dude just goes up and roundhouse kicks someone in the back of the head. I'm like, there's no way this happens. Yeah, there's people who are still running around saying that it was fucking fake. And I'm like, dude. There's literal like like releasing the newspaper talking about buddy going to jail and every like getting arrested. It's it's a fucking real thing. It yeah, no, I'm just saying like <laughs> when it first happened, I was like, no way. And then like when you look into it, like your local newspaper made it sound like you were going to have some sort of like like some severe like neck trauma where you had to get surgery and you were going to be like in the hospital forever. Like that's the way I read that article. And I was like, I got I got a Whoa. thick neck, bro. You got, <laughs> I got a neck of a god. Honestly, that that was. That was one of the things I really liked about it. Cause like the, the whole, like, okay, I just took that like full on. And then you don't see the footage on, uh, on Jeremy's channel. Cause he knows where to cut it for a dramatic effect. Right. Where I get yeah. booted in the head and then I go down, but then I pretty much immediately pop back right up, rubbing my jaw. And I go, ow, and that's it. Like <laughs> that's my reaction to fucking roundhouse kick to the head. I didn't even think I got kicked in the head when I went to the cops. Who just happened to be right around the corner in the park they uh this dude comes running up and he's like i saw it i saw it all i saw that guy kick him in the head and i was just like what the fuck did you just say and like i'm i'm pulling up the live stream to show the cops best evidence in the world by the way they went from skeptical to apologetic in a heartbeat like originally they were just kind of like i don't know what's going on and i understand because back then i was more hurting looking as well i was emaciated and i had like strung out looking dyed hair so the park had become unbeknownst to me the park had become a place where like degenerates would hang out and yeah. i looked like i fit the bill and i just come running up to the cops and they're probably like oh god what is this and i'm like yo here's what happened and uh like they're like can you describe them and i'm like if we wait like 30 seconds this live stream will process i can just pull it up and show you and when they saw like well first of all when they saw that i had a channel they were like oh that's pretty sweet and then they saw the footage and they were just like dude we're really sorry like we're not not about their behavior they were apologizing like they're basically like sorry that this happened to you sorry the this guy did this to you this part of town is rough or whatever but because they have video footage they could just go and snag them and they all were giving me props for how well i could take a kick so i'm just like man i gotta yeah i think that was the one fun upside to it was like kind of made me look a little badass and i'm like Never want to do it again, though. You're not going to see me on, like, World's Neck Kickers or some show like that, where it's like, kick me in the neck, I can take it. Now, pair of Okay. <laughs> That's probably the most Canadian story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> 
We're going to just apologize for everything. <laughs> no, I was like, I didn't even, it was a 42 year old dude who was breaking probation. I was just like, dude, what are you hanging out in like the slums of Canada up there? Up there? Like what happened? Like, <laughs> So, but that was a time when all of the all the main like streamers like Twitch was starting to take off with that live, uh, you know, live streaming or whatever it was, wasn't it? it was- yeah, on that that um, the IRL streaming became more of a thing. In all honesty, there's a number of things that have come together to reduce. I th- I think I don't know, maybe other people doing it, but I definitely won't do it anymore. Not because of what happened to me <laughs> in the park. That that's completely irrelevant. It's just. There's so many different factors that you are basically you're held responsible for everything that happens in a stream, right? It doesn't matter what it is or who does it. If somebody calls somewhere else because of you and says, oh, they call him like a fucking bomb threat like they did with um, what's his name? Ice Poseidon. What Ice the fuck Poseidon, is? Yeah. yeah, he was like at an airport or something like that. And like he's streaming that shit and people fucking did that to him and he got like he got nailed for it. And it, there's a level of like, okay, that's not his fault. But at the same time, it, none of it matters. The amount of trouble that comes along with that is just, it's not worth it, dude. You can get to the point where like with YouTube, you're not allowed to have fucking kids in your videos and have regular processing of your videos. You have to specifically indicate yeah. that kids are in your video and all this like for different conditions. But you can just stream and walk by a kid and boom, you're fucked. You can be streaming and walk by somebody or somebody drives by you who's playing copyrighted music. And depending what the song's song is, instead of just a copyright claim, you could get a copyright strike. Not to mention there's a bunch of people who get upset when you're recording in public and they tend to be degenerates. That wasn't the first right. time. <laughs> that was sorry, that wasn't the last time that I had people get all updated. It wasn't the first time I had them get all updated about it as well. But yeah, it's just something certain people do, and it's like, why? Like, relax. I'm first of all, I don't even want you as a part of this. Like, right. <laughs> I'm not trying to make you a part of this at all. We can like, I, we we've already spent too much time. You just go on in your way. Go on. Like, I'm pointing the camera at myself. I know it probably looks from your side like I'm recording like the world, but it's pointed right at me. This is just me. Like, all right, leave me in my self-absorbed world. I want nothing to do with. Yeah, did you were you were you doing that just because of the climate at the time or were you trying to go into something different for your channel like oh I uh, um like live streaming games or anything like that. No, I'll be honest. I I am not good at optimization and by that I mean I don't look at trends and what people are doing to determine what I want to do because if I was going to do that kind of stuff, why would I be in Magic Gather? Like why would I be <laughs> in such a niche area where your growth is capped? Think, uh, tell me a fucking magic channel with a million subscribers. You can't, and you won't be able to for fucking years, right? So there's like way more mainstream shit you could be doing if you're like optimizing. I went out and streamed in real life because I thought it was fucking cool. I like streaming because I like to get to interact with people. You don't do it every day if you're not into it, you know? So it was just like, hey, this is a way to take it out and wander around. Get some, get some movement going on, get some different experiences, all this kind of stuff. And I ended up going on some nice long walks as a result. It sounds kind of boring, but yeah, old man walking. What are you going to do? <laughs> did you ever get into any other card games, though? Like, uh, uh, did you ever try to branch into anything else? I know you were opening, like last night I was watching your stream and you were opening Lightseeker packs. That's like, um, that's just a random sack of booster packs I have for like rando openings. But uh, in terms of like, 
card games back in the day when I started out with Magic for years. I would try all kinds of different games. Shadow Fist, I ripped it up in Legend of the Five Rings. We played Illuminati. We played Wyvern. We played uh, Spellfire. Like we played so many games. But the greed rush of people just desirous to make and have what Magic the Gathering had resulted in a lot of shitbag games that you put money into and they die. So you, you find yourself pulling back where you're like, I know you guys are playing Rage, but sorry, I'm not going to play. I know you guys are playing that Vampire Masquerade card game, whatever. No, I'm not going to play. And so you just start to pull back. And so, I mean, in recent times, I actually played Force of Will. Uh, I do have a bunch of stuff from Exodus that I'm going to check out, but I don't know, man. I went from, I, I just, I tend to get games and, and just leave them sitting on the shelf now. I have to, like, I, when I was a kid, I would tear into things and be like, I need to play with it now immediately. And then I'll get stuff and just leave it on the shelf for years. It's really weird. Yeah, I, I got sucked into chasing that next magic game, but there, there's a lot of, like, once you hit the top of your, like, top of your like niche like you're the standard like games workshop is the standard for miniatures or D is the standard for role-playing games like there's never going to be anybody as successful as that like pioneer or like yep. major game Wh whoever made it if they can maintain and not like fall apart on the way there they get to be the king of the hill and that makes sense it's like i did it i did it first i did it best and then there's just the you know we've established this position so you've got a much bigger battle to undergo compared to what i had to do yeah but i think it gives them if you're at the top it also gives them some leeway to experiment with things because they know they're not going anywhere like, oh yeah yep they can like, they can do things good or bad yeah just like with watsi with the um, their dumbing down of their cardboard like they had such good cards like physically touchable cards that now like you get them and they'll just instantly bend yeah, there, uh, there are definitely quality issues compared to the old days. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it just it, it blows my mind that the, a company like them doing what they do. But like I said, like you, once you're the top dog, you have the ability to basically do whatever you want in the sphere of your game. So It's one of the things that always intrigued me about them as a company is realizing that they actually, the, the, the arrogance level that they have is something that nobody has really nipped them in the ass about. And to be fair, if if the markets were actually more stricter in that regard, they would get a better, you know, whip in the ass backlash than they would than they are now. Where it's just like, yeah, what are you going to do? Don't buy our shit. We still have a, a fuck ton of people who are just going to buy this stuff regardless. And it's just like, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. We can't do nothing about it. We'd literally have to just sit here and just let everything that you do happen because there's no. There's no litiga litigatory ways we can get back at you, and there's no specific ways market-wise that we can basically tell you, you know what, we don't want you to do what you do, and you, you can just say, fuck it, I, we do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, they got, a, they got a lot of freedom right now, man, to really just go for it, brother. Yeah, I mean, they, they raised their prices. They, they raised their prices, everybody complained, and yet the market is for the cards is still doing well. <laughs> what, do you, what are you supposed to say? Like, I'm, let's, let's be real. Like, let's be 100% honest about something underlying this problem as well and understand that it lies within us specifically. Maybe not every Magic player, but a lot of Magic players are going to be people who have addictive personalities. I'm like that. I know I'm super like that. I'm fucking holding two boxes of Zendikar Rising Collector Boosters right now. 
They cost me seven fucking hundred dollars. That's all the mm. that's all the magic money I built up over like the course of the year, pretty much. Just wadded into these two boxes that I picked up like a crazy person. Yeah, we were actually just talking about that. It's like chasing the dragon, where it's literally nerdy gambling, cracking the packs because you hit the you chase you're chasing that high end card that you're like, I need this for my deck. I need it. I need it. I need it. And instead of just buying the single, you're like, oh, it's going to be cheaper if I just buy the box instead. It's it's loot boxes in real life. That's really what it is. I love opening booster packs. Oh, so do I. That's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like, I don't care what people call it. people are like it's loot box or whatever. I'm like loot box me up, baby. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Call it. This is gross swamp water. It's like I would like gross swamp water, please. Like <laughs> that's no, how I'm... that's how I operate. I love 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 opening magic boosters and and honestly opening collectors boosters. Like the foils at the beginning, mostly junk. Who cares about those? But it's pretty sweet opening the boosters. They're expensive as hell, and I regret buying them. But I'm still gonna love opening. Oh yeah, I'm eyeballing a, a box of double masters on eBay right now. Like, mm, do I get this? Do I need this? I don't need it, but do I really, really want it? Yeah. <laughs> can't help. Can't help it, man. Gotta get it. Gotta have some. Oh yeah, it's literally it's it's cardboard crack. <laughs> That's what it is. That's why I say when I got back into the game, buy like a case of something, and I crack packs, and it ends up sitting on my shelf because that's all I want to do is crack the packs and look at the art. <laughs> Magic does have some dope art. Oh man, this um, Zendikar Rising I think has probably got the best art I've seen in a while, even for like common and like the planeswalkers and stuff like that. All of them look really really nice. Um. Going, okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. So, because you said Jeremy really, really helps you when you first started. Did anybody sure else did. help? Did anybody else help you, or was it like did like Watsy, you know, hook you up with stuff? Did anybody else kind of like come out and say like, hey, like here's some advice? I've um, I mean, obviously Jeremy was the biggest by a long shot, but I've never done anything officially with Wizards of the Coast, and part of that is my own fault because when I started. Um, I have somewhat of an explosive personality. Uh, I could be a divisive kind of dude, depending on how I'm doing things. So I started out by just basically telling everybody to get fucked. Like I was just running around <laughs> telling everyone to get fucked. And like I sent wizards like a 10 minute get fucked video, like straight up to the guy who's in charge of the community. Who's like, Hey, we're looking for small YouTubers. And I sent, I sent him a video telling him to suck the inside of my ass. So it's, it's basically like I went like so over the top because, first of all, I mean, I didn't even understand that that's that's a terrible way to try and get your fucking message across. It's a great way to have fun and be a spectacle for people because people fucking loved it. They loved watching me <laughs> rant like that. But ultimately, it, it doesn't serve much purpose other than like, man, yell loudly now. It's like <laughs> so I because of how brash I was at the beginning. There's a bunch of like there's a bunch of magic YouTubers and Wizards of the Coast that want nothing to do with me. And some of them, I don't blame them. That's totally fine. I'm used to not having everybody like me. It's part of it's part of how I am. My intention wasn't to turn everybody like these turn these people against me, but I also was pretty unpleasant. But in terms of other people who were helping out, um Alpha Investments. He gave me a really nice shout out in his one Q and A video. Uh, Desolator 
kept giving me shout outs, other people like, honestly, I've benefited from the help of innumerable people. You think, you think to yourself, wow, getting like a shout out from like, um, like a big YouTuber or whatever, that's what's going to, that's what's going to do me. That's what's going to build me. Like, that's what people think. <laughs> that's not what I was thinking, but that's what people think. Like for me, when Jeremy contacted me, like he was like, Hey, I like what you're doing here. And I was like, thanks man. And I left it at that because I hate it. Like, I hate the idea of going, Oh, you like what I do? Like advertise for me, push me. You know what I mean? Make me into a thing. And I think that's gross. So I never <laughs> fucking asked for any of that. I was just like, thanks for watching my stuff, buddy. I like what you do too. And then he emailed me and was like, I don't want to step on your toes, but can I like, can I help you out kind of thing? Give you advice. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And like, he helped me immensely by like, at one point I was confiding in him just because he's a big YouTuber. And I thought he could appreciate my scenario where I had a bunch of people congratulate me in like the, like the comment section saying, oh man, you got such a great channel and all this stuff is going so well. And like, meanwhile, underneath it all, I'm like living in extreme poverty, eating peanut butter sandwiches that are one piece of bread folded in half with a little bit of peanut butter in the middle. And people are like, you're successful. And I'm like, I can't, I don't even have enough to eat. You know what I mean? So I was laughing about it with, um, with Jeremy from Unsleeved Media. Like I was saying it as a joke and just talking about how absurd it was that people think I have a great channel, but things like just stapled together with like mice and hamster wheels and shoestrings and shit, you know, like. It's a yeah. joke. That's that's how I felt about my channel. But he like he saw what was going on and dumped like two hundred bucks into my PayPal account without asking me. And I saw that it came in, and I'm like, you can't fucking do this. Like I got really emotional. I got all teary eyed yeah. and shit. I was like, you can't do this, man. You can't. You can't. Like, he's like, no, you don't get to decide how much I value your content and what you do. You don't get. No, nobody gets to decide that for other people. It doesn't work that way. That's the message that he gave me. And he said, now make some fucking videos for me to enjoy because I couldn't. I couldn't afford to, I had, I forgot to mention, I also had to stop like making content for a week or so because I had just discovered live streaming. We didn't have unlimited internet access and I went over my internet by 20 bucks and that was a financial calamity for somebody in my position. So he helped out on a number of different levels that were massive, but um, mostly the support coming from individuals. Like, obviously, channels are individuals. But I just mean, like, people contacting me out of nowhere and going, hey, um, you're, I don't want to be rude, but your, your set, your apartment, wherever you're recording is really dark. And I think that people would appreciate your videos more and more people would watch them if you had it lit up. So I don't want to insult you, but can I buy you lights for your, for your studio kind of thing? And I'm like, that's not insulting. Fuck yeah. Like, And so other people came <laughs> along. And like hooked me up with different things. I got sent the camera that I use currently that upgraded my my video quality and everything because I couldn't afford any of this gear. So basically, I feel like bit by bit, I was built up by the people. Uh, stop. Fuck. Sorry, guys. I'm getting I'm getting choked up. I'm getting choked up <laughs> thinking about it. But yeah, this whole thing was like built by a ton of people coming together, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I'm the glowing, I'm the glowing, beautiful, warm sun at the center. But <laughs> like, like it's all, all of these different things that came together. And like, anytime I had a problem, people were just stepping up. Even if I just mentioned it conversationally, it's like, do you need help with that? And like, it's just the level of support I've been given from all kinds of different sources, big and small, has been staggering. And it's totally helped to push me to where I am. I can, 
I can't take credit for this. This is other people just using me as a conduit. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. I honestly, um, I, we all kind of like, I think everybody kind of starts somewhere. Um, my YouTube, I have a YouTube channel where I paint miniatures and oh man, I'm looking at those videos. Like I'm just going to delete the channel like right now and just focus on doing this podcast thing because holy crap is everything bad over there. <laughs> so, but no, I, I get it. Like I get like the, um, having like people come like community and like getting that help and stuff like that. And in fact, like your videos for me personally used to be kind of like that hard to watch where you were like, you know what you're saying the, the lighting, the, in your apartment, whatever. But the second you got that green screen, man, have I enjoyed your videos more. And, um, like for me, that green screen was everything like that did everything for me. <laughs> yeah, I understand, man. There's a, there's a number of different like improvements. Everyone has like different particular things that trigger them, even if it's subconsciously. So it's just like avoidance. I totally have seen as I've, improved the production quality of what i do the viewership has grown right you get better sound quality you get better visual quality and more people can appreciate it i understand that because there's certain things that are that are like too low quality that i won't watch as well i used to film on a fucking butter cam yeah <laughs> nice um i have to say though like a lot of the times because just the way i like take in youtube a lot of times i'm more likely to throw up a video and just listen to it more like a podcast form kind of thing so i don't necessarily watch like i watch the video like as it's because it's running but i'm not necessarily watching what's on the screen yeah i do the same thing i totally understand what you're talking about yeah no i don't know why i said that but that's That's just how. That's just how I, I, just, I just. I look. I just want you to know something. I just, yeah, I just, I just look into your eyes when you're talking to me. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that, but you know, this is like. I, I just want you to I, know. I watch your stuff, but then I don't watch your stuff. Just so you know, I put your videos on, but I won't look at that thing you call a face. <laughs> I looked over one day and there was a green screen. I had no clue what was going on. No. <laughs> hey, honestly, for me. I don't care. Considering the way that most of my videos are filmed, unless you wish to see specific cards I'm talking about or something like that, putting me on in the background and just listening to me, my videos are great for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every once in a, I think you started, you started putting cards into your um, videos too, didn't you? When you were discussing like um, leaks and stuff like that, you started putting like pictures of them into your videos. When I'm not lazy, yeah. When <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, I was going into something. I can't remember what I was going into here. Oh, here we go. So going along with kind of the YouTube channel and kind of how you get all your shit, like people giving you shit and stuff like that. How do you deal with the negative criticism slash outright just fucking rude, despicable comments? Like, you know, like when I said, uh, I don't know why, like, I can't stand your voice. which is not true i just like sometimes your videos and i i have no problem watching your video obviously listening to your videos oh go fuck yourself wherever you're going <laughs> yeah. with this shit man there's a no. lot of qualifying going on drew, no drew drew actually explained drew actually <laughs> a lot i hate your fucking face but i've yeah. got a bucket and i'm gonna throw up after looking at you hey What's your fucking your point, vo- man? I hate your then, voice, but I invited you, you onto a podcast. Are you literally planning on putting this up somewhere for people to fucking listen to? Hey, check yeah. it out. I'm a podcast host. 
Hey, I kind of watch your channel. I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah, I hate your fucking voice, but I hate your fucking voice. What are you going to call this channel? A fucking train wreck? Yeah, 100%. That's We're changing the name tomorrow. <laughs> No, like so. There's a lot of criticisms. Like Drew explained it to me. Like some a lot like, of criticism. Way, oh, but you have you pulled them up now? I go have ahead. actually. They're all over Reddit. No, um, <laughs> that's not wrong. That's not wrong. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead with your fucking question. You're insulting no, no. bullshit. He no no okay. So he explained it to me that you have to do things a certain way in your videos to meet the algorithm. Like you have to meet a certain amount of time, which makes sense to me because I, I was thinking I don't I'm just have like to meet a certain amount of time. If you think that I'm long winded and rambly, it's because I fucking am. Have you not noticed in this? Have you not noticed oh, yeah. how over long I go and do asides and shit? Is that yeah, what this is about? This. No, this is not what this is about. This is 100 percent now. This is about all right. What but how do you? About? But how do you? How do you deal with the criticisms that you do get? That's what I'm saying. It's like how do you? How so do you? No, how that's do you... not what you were gonna say. Now you're changing it. What was it, motherfucker? No, 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 no I finish your insult. I, oh, you want me to read the question word for word off of my paper because I wrote this down finish for you? Finish your how fucking you, how insult. Do you handle, how do you handle the negative criticism and played rude comments about you? Oh no! What was the? No, 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 no. That's not what we were talking about. You were talking no. about how you hate my voice. What happened to that? <laughs> What happened to that is Drew had explained it to me that you had to hit a certain amount on your videos. Like there was a certain you algorithm hate my that you voice. What the fuck does that have to do with the length of a video? <laughs> no, it's the way you said things, not your actual voice. Come on now. You think that I stretch things out in my videos like the way that I talk to add extra time to them? No, I think you add extra like extra stuff. Like it's not it's not clean cut sometimes. Sometimes it's like you don't go off on the sides. Yeah, that's it. That's what I do conversationally. <laughs> I record videos fucking conversationally. If fucking Drewby told you this, that's because he's stupid. Okay, that's All not right. how this works. Here's how it fucking works. All I right, reach over, I press record, and I talk until I feel like I'm fucking done. That's no. it. I don't have a script. I don't add extra shit in to make the videos longer. I don't say things differently to make the video longer. I don't stretch my words out to make the video longer. I, I, I didn't say that part. I just said I sometimes. Did. Yeah, okay. You can make videos that are 20 seconds long and get a million views. You can do that. Pro ZD does it fucking left, right, and center. So it's not like you i'm i'm not going my videos have to be like this particular length you know i'm just really? not the I, hey guess what magic did this today really okay bye <laughs> i just fucking record my ramblings that's what oh, i man. do people oh, complain man. about it i could edit my videos where it would be like wow i could edit all that out but i don't know man what the fuck where's where's the character where's whatever when you do that and purely informational True. go read the fucking article you know what true, I mean? True. Like true. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to fucking entertain people. So just give me the information. Like fuck. What What do you want, man? Trying to have a little <laughs> bit of fucking foreplay, bitch. And it's like just let me come on your chest, motherfucker. What? <laughs> Some people just want the money shot. All right. Well, That's fuck all people them. Want. I didn't open. I did not open my whorehouse for them. I opened my whorehouse for the people who like to take their fucking time. Okay. People who are like, how? Here, how do I handle the criticism? This is how. Fuck you. That's what I say. I say fuck you. Actually, no. What I do most of the time with criticism is I look at it and go, "This fucking idiot." And then, depending on my mood. I either delete the criticism, 
leave it up and watch other people tell that person they're a fuckwad. Or sometimes I will ban them. And banning them can sometimes be for things that would seem not that significant to people. But today I got really annoyed by this one guy. He got really annoyed by the fact that I didn't know the commander block rule. So he freaked out in the comments and was just like, you are making these videos and you don't know the commander block rule. I can't believe I'm subscribed to you. And then there's this big thing and he added another comment. I can't believe you have the nerve to monetize this sort of thing. I'm unsubbing. And I'm like, I, I never want to see another comment from you. So I just went and blocked him. I'm like, I hope tomorrow you realize that you just threw a hissy fit and you come back and find out at some point that you're, you're not a fucking person here anymore. You can't talk to me no more. I don't got to deal with you no more. But so if, yeah. you, if you block somebody on YouTube, can they still watch your content? Of course. And uh, here's the thing. And this is YouTube system at first blink will make you go, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> if you ban, block, whatever, it's really just a mute. All it does is it lets this dipshit still come and watch your video and they can leave whatever stupid, worthless comment they want. And to them, they'll still be like, hey, got him. I won't see the comment. Nobody else will see the comment, but he can still watch the video and interact however he wants. So if this guy never comes to live streams, he could come back and be leaving comments for however long, and I wouldn't even know. There are people who are still leaving comments to this day who have no fucking concept that they've been banned for like a fucking year or more. <laughs> it's just funny. Oh, shit. They just funny. Like, it's, it's funny. It's funny. But whatever. You know, like the end of the day, banning people like that isn't a big deal because anybody can just make a new account on YouTube. So it's just like, right. you can literally just make a new account. And unless you come back and go, hey, I'm that fucking dipshit. It's a blank slate. I wouldn't even know. That's, you know? A, that's, a, hell of a, lot of, that's a hell of a lot of work just to talk shit to somebody. That's all I'm saying. Are you kidding me? There are fucking people who make like 12 accounts to do that. So yeah, yeah that, that I, I fucking, I look at it and go, most of the time, I treat the comment section as a stall in a bathroom where people just write whatever. They think it has no significance. <laughs> And everybody's decided you can just say whatever you want and be a cunt there. So most of the people are positive. The overwhelming majority of people are positive. The key is to basically avoid the fact that your brain will naturally hone in the, on the negative ones because your brain goes, positive comments equal no problem. Everything's good. And just right. go on with my life. Negative comments equal a problem. And then the animal part of your brain equals a problem means I won't be able to have food or there's a problem with my dad or my children or my mate. Like it triggers that kind of response, but it's in response to somebody going, you you're a loser. And it's like, you know, like, you're, are you really going to let that like upset you? First of all, I've got a pretty thick skin and I've always had a polarizing personality. A bunch right. of people will hate me at the beginning and they'll come around. I've had people who are dickbags. I don't just out, outright block everything. I've had people who were dickbags come back later and be like, you know what, man? When I first found this channel, I hated you. And I gave you a really hard time. And I recognize that now. But you know what? I really like what you do now. And, you know, I realized that it must be really hard dealing with people like me. But it was said in a way where it was like, he was almost saying it was like it was an accomplishment that I had won <laughs> him over. And I'm like, I don't think you understand the nature of this relationship. Like, I don't fucking like you. I've seen the name before. <laughs> I've let you stay here out of the goodness of my fucking heart. But you being a cunt all of a sudden going, I like you now. It's like my only interactions with you. Have you been being a cunt? Why the fuck would you liking me matter to me now? You're a dipshit. 
I don't like you just because you like me. What have you done? Like, imagine you went up to a woman and you're like, fuck you. I hate you. You're stupid and ugly. And then you just kept doing that. And then one day you went, you know what? I realized I love you. You ready to be together? And it's like, what the fuck, bro? What the, like, how much gas have you fucking huffed, you brain dead troglodyte idiot? And you're just going to go on your merry way thinking that your behavior is like a good fucking, I am the crucible in which YouTubers are forged. No, you're a pathetic fucking loser. So it's like they feel like they've accomplished something by like, oh, no, people, know, I, keep, I keep watching your content. And now, you know what? I like it. It's great. <laughs> people, people saying like, people who are like, yo, I didn't like you before and I like you now. I look at that and go, if that's your first comment to me, it's not the, the best foot forward, but it's also <laughs> not like, hey, fuck you. But it's like, that's an interesting way to be like, you know, you could have just told me like, I like your content. You didn't need to tell me you used to not. I didn't like you before. All right. Unnecessary. Like, <laughs> like you liking me more is worth more now. Like why start the conversation off like that? But you li you've literally been do doing it. YouTube for five years. Like, I have, of, I've of really course. only been doing YouTube for like three, three and a half. I don't really count the sporadic announcement videos that I made for my friends. Okay. So, but even in three years, you're, you know, the channel's going to grow. It's going to change. You know that. Because things are just going to get easier as the longer you keep doing it. And for somebody to say that, you're just like, wow, like, of course, duh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I picked you on the right day, didn't I? I just caught you on the right day. <laughs> Every day is a good day for me, baby. I'm always ready to rant. I've always got some rant in me. Oh, I'm a man. fucking, I'm a terrible choice for a fucking interview, dude. Why? Like, no, inter interview, interview somebody who's going to get you some goddamn attention. You're not going to get the, the thing is you're thinking in your head this is going to lead to something. It's not going to lead to no. nothing. Nobody's no, going to give no. a shit about listening no. <laughs> to me. All right. I'm not a draw. No. Okay. You are literally the first person we've interviewed and I've reached out to a ton of people. This is something that we want to do that we want to push our thing forward. I'm not using you to get fucking popular it's not i'm not i'm not you using can't. That's I'm not what fucking I'm using you obviously you can't. Like, obviously <laughs> i can't make people no. popular are you fucking your, your channel fits the demographic of the of our podcast that's why we invited you on because we've been talking for like the last three weeks about magic and watsy and their shit show of secret lair that's been going on and in like last podcast way, I even referenced you about the bands that happened right before the bands happened because you t I watched your video about the bands coming on that on Monday last Monday. Yeah. So no, I mean like that's the reason you're here. You're you're here because what we talk about this is what we do. <laughs> so um, yeah, plus no. you're the right energy level too. <laughs> oh yeah, you fit you fit us perfectly with the angry like our first couple of episodes we just fucking tore into shit we were like what the fuck is this company doing like why are they being retarded and like what the fuck <laughs> so like every episode has has some sort of fucking rant on it so you fit perfectly you're fine <laughs> you're the correct ph balance of and vinegar yeah as far as watsy goes how do you think uh with this whole secret layer thing and apparently secret layers at the beginning of the year with their their shitty shipment process that they had. How do you think they're handling the pandemic? Or do you think they're just pushing forward the way they wanted to? I mean, from their perspective, they're collecting the money regardless. So why not just continue on business as usual? Oh, what do you think some of the good things that Watsi's done and some of the bad things? 
that they've done and what do you think that they should have changed or should not have changed for that matter like the um, the card quality yeah card quality is a big one honestly but i feel like it's something that's just going to get ignored they need better card quality and better format balance you know what i mean that that's uh that's something i mean as much as I don't like the more expensive products that they've been making, it seems like a lot of people do. So you got to give them credit for that, even if it does make the game less affordable for us, right? So, it's I mean, from our, from our perspective, it's not them doing things right, but from theirs, it is. Right, yeah, because they're making the money. I actually like we just talked about uh, the last episode how you. I mean, I got this from you with the Hasbro saying that they have to double their profit in the next yep. five years. Like that's insane to me. <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 pretty it's pretty ambitious to say the least. Yeah, for all these companies coming out, I'm like, I I don't think the higher qual like the higher priced products with the quality the way that it's going is going to be a sustainable format. But obviously, it's been working, and I don't understand with how the pandemic's been working and how arenas gotten such a push, how Paper Magic is still a viable thing. I mean, Arena's garbage compared to Paper Magic. It can't compare. And the people who are interested in Paper Magic have a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. See that? That's true. <clears throat> All right. Well, we've had you here for just under an hour. And I know you have a live stream tonight, so I don't want to keep you too long. Unless you, right. got something, unless you want to do something else where you want to rant about another half hour of me accidentally shit talking you like 10 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good. It's good All right. Well, um, do you have any advice for anybody wanting to do YouTube at this point? Uh, I mean, I've, I've put out a couple of videos of advice, but I mean, the, the most simple piece of advice that I can give to anybody who's considering doing YouTube is it's a zero risk proposition. There are very few things in life that you can try, and if you fail, nobody's going to see you fucking fail. But YouTube, that's exactly how it works. If you try and make a channel and nobody watches it, that means nobody saw you fail. That's the best. That's the best way to fail, where nobody has to know. So give it a fucking go. You got nothing to lose. How did the Edpocalypse hit you? Or did it not hit you at all? Like, it didn't affect you at all? I, I, I wasn't around long enough to really understand, like, the ebb and flow of all that. So I, could, I couldn't actually give you a good answer. Most of, my, most of my funding is, like, fan funding where people hook me up. So the ad revenue is, like, a secondary kind of thing. Like Patreon and the tipping on the live stream and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Patreon, Super yeah. Chats, that kind of stuff. Well, fantastic. Where can people follow you? Or find you or follow you outside of YouTube. If you out in the desert. Out in the desert. <laughs> out in the desert. I'll be there, shirtless, buttered up. Holes. <laughs> no, just buttered up cooking myself in the sun. If you want a nice little bit of you know how they have like pig skins or whatever you can eat, right? I'll just my skin yeah. will be crackling off. I'll give you a nice little historian treat and we'll uh we'll bake in the sun together. I don't know why I went to casino with that. Like you were digging holes for my body later. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not, nothing's happening with me and your body later i'll tell you that right now fantastic you did show up dressed right we didn't <laughs> oh man all right well um you keep up you don't do the twitter thing do you 
I have a Twitter, but I never tell anybody about it really because I don't fucking do anything exciting on it. Like I barely ever post on there, but if people want to like DM me or, or, you know, and every once in a while, somebody will come along and send me some, some, <laughs> some something telling me they hate me. <laughs> like, on or Twitter. you're, you're a scumbag for the leak. You showed those leaked spoilers. You're a scumbag. And I'm like, I didn't steal the stuff from a facility. I didn't take yeah. the pictures. <laughs> Literally all I'm doing is saying, Hey, other people are excited about this game. I play, look at a couple of the cards that are coming. And it's like, you're a scumbag. It's like, get some perspective, man. What's Watsy's going on in your life? You think Watsy's been doing people? their own leaks? Watsy's hmm? been doing their own leaks lately. It's just whatever, man. So yeah, I mean, I have, I have Twitter. I have Twitter, yeah, but I don't. I don't tell people. There's no, there's no point in going there. Yeah. So if anybody listening wants to go follow him, he's the Magic Historian on YouTube. And um, obviously, we don't have as many subscribers, but hopefully, one of our like five, six hundred downloads that we've had somebody does not follow you and can follow you <laughs> no don't follow me it's not worth your time you, you heard you heard everything you need to hear in this and you can already tell it's not worth your fucking time the guy yeah. just 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 think for a second the guy who's running this fucking podcast talked about how i don't get to the point and i talk too much so you know you don't want to fuck about you oh come about on <laughs> fantastic well anyway for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't follow him. Just go fuck yourself. Like that's, that's exactly. all he's gonna tell there you to you do. Go. Anyway. If you, you got go. something negative to say, just keep going to fuck yourself. <laughs> that's it, man. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for coming on. And um, yeah, maybe we can uh, sometime in the future have some another connection somewhere. <laughs> yeah, just think up some more things about me that you don't like, and we can talk about them next time. Oh yeah, there's going to be a whole podcast of just telling you to go fuck yourself, and you suck at everything. <laughs> that's what would actually get you subscribers. If you, no. if you abandoned this idea and did that, I guarantee you, you would get more interest. Like, between interviewing me and shit-talking me, you're going to find more people interested in the lab. Yeah, no, I just shit-talk everybody. That's my whole thing. So, <laughs> But I'm not really shit-talking you. I just gave my opinion, and it was just a really bad opinion, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, man. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on for sure. No problem. And-